Hello and welcome to The Quiz Kids from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Listen to it fizz. Alka-Seltzer for headache. Alka-Seltzer for acid indigestion. Alka-Seltzer for cold discomfort. Alka-Seltzer presents The Quiz Kids. Yes, there's our class bell quiz, kids. And here's the puzzler that will begin our question session this afternoon. To what does this quotation refer? 10,000 eyes were on him as he rubbed his hands with dirt. 5,000 tongues applauded when he wiped them on his shirt. Say, I wonder how many of you folks listening there at home know the answer to that question. We'll see if your answer checks with what the youngsters here in our classroom have to say. Because here they are, the quiz kids and the chief quizzer himself, Joe Kelly. <laughs> Bob Murphy and hello everyone. Once again, we welcome you to radio's famous classroom of the air, and we know you'll enjoy going to school with the quiz kids this afternoon. Yes, you listeners have sent in some mighty interesting questions for today's session, and on hand to consider them, we have Lonnie. I'm Lonnie Lundy. I'm 12 years old and in the eighth grade at Lincoln School in Park Ridge, Illinois. Joel? I'm Joel Coppermine, 12 years old in eighth grade in the Volta School. Bunny? I'm Bunny Deskin. I'm 11 years old in the seventh grade at Parkside School. Mike? I'm Michael Mullen. I'm 10 years old in the sixth grade at the University of Chicago Laboratory School. And we're happy to count among those present, little Melvin. I'm Melvin Miles. I'm five years old. I'm going to kindergarten Nord Park School. <laughs> well, say, Melvin, uh, land sakes alive, you got on a new shirt there, haven't you? Huh? No, uh, it, uh, it's just new. I haven't been wearing this stuff. Here, see? Oh, I see. <laughs> well, it looks pretty nice. I just couldn't help but admire it. I, I thought it was a new shirt, huh? Well, I mean, let's get is, back to the... Well, did you, did it, you is, uh, it is new, but I mean, uh, it's not just a brand new one. My mother, I wore it once before this, see? Oh, <laughs> oh I see. So, uh-huh, it's the second time you've worn it. Sort of a second-hand shirt, then. I, all right. Well, let's get back to that first question from Edward Miller of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. To what does this quotation refer? 10,000 eyes were on him as he rubbed his hands with dirt. 5,000 tongues applauded when he wiped them on his shirt. Now, we have two hands up, and Lonnie's hand was up first. That's a Casey of Casey at the Bat by Ernest Thayer. That's right. Casey at the Bat is correct. Well, that's fine. Now, for sending in that question, Alka Seltzer sends Edward Miller of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, a fine Zenith Transoceanic Shortwave Portable Radio, the most outstanding portable on the market today. Now, that's always Alka Seltzer's reward when the quiz kids answer your question correctly, friends. If they miss, Alka Seltzer sends you a big Zenith radio phonograph combination with the new Cobra Tone Arm, two FM bands, the whole works. And this set is a real beauty. So try your hand at stumping these youngsters. Send your questions to Quiz Kids Chicago. Now, this question is from John A. Colby of Austin, Texas. From the three men I will mention, pick two that have something in common. The first three are as follows. Pericles, Paganini, Churchill. Lonnie. Uh, Churchill and Paganini were... Uh... Uh, I believe real characters, and Pericles was fictional. Well, no, now, wait just a minute. Wait a minute, Joel. Well, there's several common char 
characteristics between the three. Now, for instance, Pericles and Paganini begin with P, but I think the real thing is that Pericles was head of the state of Athens and Churchill was head of the state of England, so they both were heads of state. They were both statesmen, is right. <laughs> and Paganini was a violinist. All right, how about the next three? St. Luke, Melchior, William Mayo. Lonnie? Well, St. Luke and Mayo are names of hospitals or clinics. Well, what was the other one? Well, uh, Melchior was the other Melchior name. Melchior is a tenor. Well, we're talking about people. St. Luke, that's a oh. very good answer you gave me there, but uh, St. Luke and uh, uh, Melchior and William Mayo. We're talking about real people. Two of them have something in common. Uh, Joel? Wasn't St. Luke a vi uh, some sort of a musician? No. And, uh... No. No. Lonnie? Well, then I think St. Luke was a doctor. And you think? Yes, I'm quite sure. And, uh, of course, Mayo is a doctor, while Melchior is a tenor. That's right. St. Luke and William Mayo were both doctors. Mm-hmm. Now, how about Custer, Taft, and Johnny Sane? Lonnie? Well, Custer and Taft were men famous in American history, while Sane is a pitcher for the Boston Braves. So? But uh, also, uh, in, uh, Sane is uh, what played against the Indians, and Custer fought against the Indians. That's right. So they both opposed they, Indians, didn't they? They both opposed they? the Indians. So <laughs> could be right, that's, that's correct. <laughs> and, of course, William Howard Taft was our 27th president. Now, this question from uh, Mrs. Ethel Perham of East Westmoreland, New Hampshire, is harder than it sounds, kids. But let's see what uh, you can do with it, and also you listeners at home. Uh, use the names of movie or radio stars in familiar sayings, phrases, or titles. And puns are permitted. For instance, uh, let's see, you could say, uh, absence makes the heart grow fonda, you know, for Henry... Fonda. <laughs> oh, dear. All right, Joel. Where there's life, there's hope. Where there's life, there's hope. That's very good. Uh-huh. Can we think of any more? Lonnie. I've lost every Benny I have. Penny. Every Benny. I, I yeah. get it. I get it. All right. Let's, uh, can we think of any others? Mike? I've got a new Crosby. I've got a new Crosby. Uh, what? Yeah. <laughs> well, that's all right. Yep. And uh, can we think of any more? Uh, Melvin, did you have uh, one that you were going to give no. us? Oh, you didn't. <laughs> By the way, you were smiling at me there. Bunny? Well, you could say she's on the ball for Lucille Ball. She... That's very good, isn't it? I'm sure it is. All right. Bob Breeze of San Diego, California, wants me to read you the moral to a story, and then you children are to identify the story. Here's the first moral. The only way to teach others how to do what is right is to do right yourself. Melvin? Be a mother crab and his son. That, uh, what was the name of that story? The uh, mother crab and his son. Well, that, that's all right. I, uh, th Lonnie? Could it, could it be the mother crab and her son? Well, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, could be. Uh, I, I think, uh, I think the, uh, the title of the story was The, the Two Crabs. That's uh, much simpler, yeah. Hmm. Now, here's the next moral. It's very well to talk about doing great things, but all that really counts is to do them. Melvin. Belling the cat. Belling the cat. That's right, Melvin. Uh -huh. Say, by the way, how, how, did that, how did that story go? Uh, just briefly. You don't need me to uh, tell me the whole thing. 
Well, I think the mouse wants to catch the uh, mouse, and they were thinking the, up... The oh, what? The, uh, you said the mouse wants to catch the mouse. <laughs> oh, the cat. Oh, the, the ca oh, yeah, that the was it. The cat wants to catch the uh, mouse, mouse, and they were thinking of, of a way to... Uh, get it, and then yeah. they thought of belling the calf, so when they'd hear the bell, they could go away, see? Yeah, oh, that was it, yeah. Now I remember, yeah, fine, huh? Well, so far, so good, quiz kids. And now, Bob Murphy, uh, let's hear from you for a minute or two. Well, one minute is all I need, Joe, to tell the folks about Mrs. Y. Well, uh, Mrs. Y, Bob. Well, that's what we're going to call her right now, Joe. She's a friend of mine, and the other evening, she and her husband were out to the house. And, you know, she asked me a very interesting question. She wanted to know why I didn't tell you folks how pleasant-tasting Alka-Seltzer is. Well, I thought I did, but she says, not enough. You know, I got to thinking about it, and, and maybe she's right. Maybe there are some of you folks who don't know. If so, here's the thing to do. Next time acid indigestion causes discomfort, next time you have a headache or the ache-all-over feverish feeling of a cold, drop one or two Alka-Seltzer tablets into a glass of water. Right away, you'll see thousands of sparkling bubbles dancing around in your glass. This Alka-Seltzer looks as though it's going to taste good. And when you drink it, you'll admit it does. As pleasant and refreshing as can be. Yes, indeed, Alka-Seltzer is pleasant to the taste. As far from a bitter dose of medicine as anything could be. And for fast, effective relief, well, thousands say there's nothing quite like Alka-Seltzer. Get it at any drugstore. All right, kids, now here we go with more questions. We might all learn something from this question sent in by Estella M. Carter of West Hawley, Massachusetts, who points out that a great many people practically go into hysterics when they see a snake, and usually for no good reason at all. A very few of the snakes in our country are poisonous, and if you quiz kids could describe the poisonous ones for us, it might save a lot of worry. Uh, Bunny? Well, I can't describe one, but... I know there's a copperhead snake. I think it's in Pennsylvania. Well, uh, that's, uh, that's one. And uh, Mike? Well, uh, there are features like uh, the uh, poison snakes have the diamond-shaped heads uh -huh. Uh -huh. and uh, thin necks, and they have a... Uh, most of them have a pit between the eye and the nostril. Yeah. But uh, if you want to really know where they are, you... Uh, should know the geographical location of the poison snake. Yes, yes, you should. Uh, so if you encounter a snake where you're liable uh, to see lots of poison snakes, you can be more wary of them than if you uh, encounter one where there aren't any poison snakes. And then uh, if you want to study him, what? you can catch him and uh, by pinning him down by the neck and grabbing him by the head. Yes, uh -huh. the head, uh, Well, uh, can you name you some of uh, the poisonous snakes for us, Mike? Well, uh, the... Uh, Cottonmouth water moccasin. Yeah, that one. Uh -huh. The uh, cottonmouth water moccasin. Of course, there are the rattlesnakes. There are several types of rattlesnakes. Yes, yes. The coral snake. Mm -hmm, the coral snake. And yeah. uh, the copperhead. Copperhead, of course, Bunny told us about that one. Well, Mike, I know that you have had a pet snake now and then. Uh, do you happen to have one now? Well, I happen to have six of them now. Oh, yeah. Six? <laughs> you have six of them? Yeah. You haven't any in your pockets, have you? No. Oh, They're fine. Oh, I see. Well, fine. Uh-huh. All right. Well, Melvin, uh, what were you going to say, son? I can't uh, just exactly, I mean, describe a poison snake, but one thing I know, uh, 
The kind of snake that he could eat an animal up all at once are a big, real long snake. Yeah, oh, yes, yes, they are. Uh-huh. Yeah, they are quite lengthy. Mm-hmm. All right, well, thanks a lot. Let's get along here now. Uh, Mrs. F. Redwood of Chicago wants you to get us in the right mood for Halloween by naming some song titles that would seem appropriate for that eerie occasion. Uh, Bunny? Well, with her head tucked underneath her arm is a... Oh, see, a that's a... That's a good... Can you sing part of that for us, Bunny? All right. Now in the Tower of London, large as life, the ghost of Amberlynn walks, they declare. Poor Amberlynn was once King Henry's wife, until he had the headsman barber hair. Oh, my. Ah, The gesture, too. Yes, sir. Hi, uh, um, and uh, Melvin? Well, uh, I know when the name of it is, the uh, Camels and Bears. We learned this in school, and Jack-O-Lantern. Oh, well, those are very good, too, Melvin. Yes, those are fine. And, Joel? Well, this is rather indirect, but who, because uh, saying who would be like saying which is which, which and is... which is uh, which is uh, on Halloween. Yeah. Yes, oh, dear, dear. Uh, 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 Lonnie? Well, before I give mine, I could also give an addition to Joel's, because uh, lots of kids come around in costumes on Halloween, and... The housewives or whoever answers the door lots of times wonder who it is. Who? <laughs> and, yes. Uh huh. I think lots of people object to the idea of Halloween, so they could sing why. Why? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, Bunny, do you have another one? Well, I've got two more. There's the witch's song from Hansel and Gretel. Oh, that's a dandy. How? Uh, can you sing part of it? All right. I am Rosie, not dainty mouth. And dearly love my fellow men. I'm charming as a newborn child. That's why my children love me so dear. So charming to eat. Oh, boy. Just make the chills go right up my spine, come right out the tip of my hair. What am I saying here, anyway? Uh... Well, uh, say, by the way, uh, Melvin, I want to ask you this. Uh, are you going to dress up for Halloween? Sure. Oh, you are? Mm-hmm. Well, of course, I know it's against the rules and regulations of the Spooks and Goblins Society, but uh, how are you going to dress? Oh, I'm going to be a clown. <laughs> You're going to be a clown. Mm-hmm. Oh, fine. Well, then I'll probably be seeing you, and I'll know who you are, see? <laughs> well, I don't you... think I'll come around your neighborhood. Oh, oh, you <laughs> well, I wish you would now. I certainly wish you would. If you do, I'll know you, won't I? <laughs> now, this question from uh, Mrs. R. Anderson of Chicago, Illinois, is particularly appropriate because this is United Nations Charter Day. It's the third anniversary of the official existence of the United Nations. And the question is, how many nations were officially represented at the conference where the United Nations Charter was drawn up, and how many members does the United Nations have now? Joel? The United Nations have 59... uh members now, and I believe the 51 were represented at that conference there. Well, no. No, that's incorrect. Your, uh, Joel? Well, let's see. 29 were needed to uh, sign it, I think, and so that would uh, probably be a two-thirds majority, so it would be three halves of 29, or 87 halves, so 44. 
44? No, huh? <laughs> no, uh, you, uh, you were one over in each oh, case. Oh, 43, that's No, right. no, no, wait a minute. Uh, no. The first answer that you gave me. So that would be 50 nations were pr officially represented at the conference. Well, the the uh, United Nations Charter was drawn up, and there are 58 nations uh, as members now. And I hope on this day, proclaimed by the President, we'll all resolve to continue our support of the United Nations, remembering the slogan of this United Nations Week, we can work it out together or fight it out alone. Well, that uh, was a miss on that question. That means that Mrs. R. Anderson of Chicago, Illinois, wins a big Zenith radio phonograph combination from the makers of Alka-Seltzer for sending in that question that you kids couldn't answer. Mrs. Will Kimball of Phoenix, Arizona, points out that recently you quiz kids didn't do so well in naming Little Black Sambo's articles of clothing in the order he gave them to the Tigers, and she wants to give you another chance by asking you to name the articles Jack and, the, and, Jack and the Beanstalk took from the Giant. Now, you are to name them in the order in which Jack took them, and you are to tell where Jack was hidden each time. Melvin? Well, um, first he was hidden in the attic when he, uh, had the egg where he, when he stole the, uh, hen. The hen that, uh... And then he was, yeah. uh, hid in the, in the closet. In the closet. Yeah, and that was when he, uh, stole, um, bags of money. That's right, the money bags, and, uh, and any more? He was hit into a buyer, which he stole the, um... The what? Harp. The harp, the magic harp, that's right, absolutely, uh-huh. Well, uh... <clears throat> now, this next one from our Alka-Seltzer question box is very interesting, children, but before we consider it, let's have Bob Murphy take over. I'll be glad to, Joe, because I'd like to have the folks hear one side of a telephone conversation that's going like this. Yeah, I know all that, Jack. This isn't something I'm trying to get out of. You know I wouldn't miss an evening with the boys if I... Huh? What's that? Oh, what do you mean, just a headache? I'm telling you, my head is splitting. All I want to do is get home and... What? Yeah, sure, I've got a package of Alka-Seltzer. I always keep it here at work for acid indigestion. It's great for... What was that? Alka-Seltzer for a headache? You bet, friend. Alka-Seltzer for fast, effective relief from headache pain. A glass of Alka-Seltzer contains one of the world's most effective pain relievers. That's sodium acetyl salicylate. And because it is a solution, when you drink it, it's right ready to go to work on your discomfort, ready to bring you welcome relief in a hurry. And because Alka-Seltzer has an effervescent base, yes, because of that familiar fizz, it gets there fast, gives really fast relief from headache pain. Try it and see if you don't agree. Alka-Seltzer for a headache? Why, say, there's nothing quite like it. I tried it, and I know. Yes, when headache causes grief, misery can be brief. Take Alka-Seltzer for relief. Now, kids, this question is from Beverly Jones of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. If we could put a pair of approximately every species of animal known to exist today in a great big ark, and if they marched by at the rate of one pair every six seconds, how many days would it take them all to get into the ark? Mike? Well, I don't know uh, exactly how many days, but there are approximately three million species of animals in the world. That's very, very good, and Mike. six seconds apiece, that would be 18 million seconds, but that would have to be Joel's seconds if I'm all right, well, let's turn it over to Joel. All right, Joel. Well, let's see. In a day, that's 18 million. In a day, there's uh, 36 
60 times 60 times 24, that's 3,600 times 24, that's uh, 900, let's see, that's uh, rather 90,000, uh, 900 times 24, uh, 3,600 times 24, that'd be 14,400 times 6, or let's see, 28,800 times 3, or 86,000, 86,400 seconds in the day, 86,400 into 18 million, that'd be 864 into uh, 864 into 18 with four zeros, or 864 into 180,000. So it'll be, let's see, 864 into 180,000, that's 432 into 90,000, 216 into 45,000, let's see, 216 into 45,000, that'll be 72 into 15,000, or 24 into 5,000, so that'll be 200 times 24, that's 4,800. 4,800, and 200, oh, I said 224 is, uh, say I had uh, 5,000, 20 times, uh, let's see, tw 200 times 24, that's 4,800, and 200 over 24, that's uh, 8, 8 and a third, 208 and a third days. That's wonderful, Joel. That's, that's terrific. Two hundred eight and a third days is absolutely right on the nose. That's almost uh, seven months. Man, sakes alive. I don't know how you do it, Joe. Really, I don't. That's terrific. Our next, uh, from our Alka-Seltzer question box, is this one from Mrs. Celia Hobart of New York City. I'm going to read you three descriptions of three young ladies found in three well-known songs. You children are to identify the songs and the young ladies. All right, here's the first one. Her brow is like the snowdrift. Her throat is like the swan. What's the name of that song, Joel? Would that be Chloe? <laughs> no, no. No, it isn't Chloe. <laughs> All right. Uh, her brow is like the snowdrift. Her throat is like the swan. What's the song? Bunny? Is that Annie Laurie? That's just what it is. Annie Laurie. Right. <laughs> I'll see if we can get the next one. I see her tripping where the bright streams play. Happy as the daisies that dance on her way. Joel? That'd be Jeannie uh, from the song Jeannie with light brown hair that's, from Foster. That's right. Jeannie with the light brown hair. Now, here's the third one. You take a heart, then you break it just for fun. Uh, Melvin? Naughty Angeline. Naughty Angeline, right. How do you like that? I, uh... I don't suppose you could sing a little of that for us, Melvin, could you? Sure. Oh, could you? All right, everybody quiet now. Too many rings on your finger, naughty Angelite. You take a heart and break it just for fun. Once you break too many... Yeah. Oh, fine. That was very, very good, Melvin. Thank you very much. Now, since the football season is here, kids, Mrs. Lucille Martin of Kansas City, Missouri, wants to see if you can give quotations that mention football terms. Now, the quotations are not limited to poetry. 
All right, Lonnie will start it off. Pass the biscuits, Mirandy. <laughs> All right, pass. Uh-huh. Uh, can we think of any others? Football terms, Lonnie. I got a big kick out of that. A big, uh, well, so did I, yes, huh? Can we... <laughs> kick, I get it. All right, let's have another one now. Can we... Can we think of another one? Quotations that uh, mention football terms. From songs or anything like that. It's perfectly all right. Can we think of any more? Joe? Well, I imagine there'd be in uh, Isaac Walton's book some references to tackle. <laughs> yeah, I imagine there would be. Lonnie? Well, uh, maybe the name of a song, T for Two, T Formation. Oh, T Formation. Yeah, that's right, Joel. Making both ends meet. <laughs> Making both ends meet. Oh, those were very good, all of them. Now, this history question is from Kurt Konitsko of Willow Grove, Pennsylvania. If you were little English boys and girls going to school in England... What names would these wars be called in your history books? Queen Anne's War. What's the other name for that? Uh, Joel? Uh, Thirty Years' War. No. No. Bunny? The War of 1812. No, no. Mm. No. Queen Anne's War. What name would this war be called in your history book if you were going to school in England? You give up on that one? Well, it would be called the War of the Spanish Succession. See if you can get the next one. The French and Indian War. The French and Indian War. What would the name be in the history book in England? You give up on that one, too? Well, that would be referred to as the Seven Years' War. Well, that's a miss. Yeah, that's another miss. So, Alka-Seltzer gives away another big Zenith radio phonograph combination. This one goes to Kurt Konitsko of Willow Grove, Pennsylvania. Now, we ought to have some fun with this question from Mrs. C.M. Nichols of Pennington, New Jersey. You children are to pretend you've got on a cook's apron and a big chef's hat, and you are to give your mothers a vacation from the kitchen and cook up a real good filling meal. Now, tell us what you would have and how you would cook it. All can openers are ruled out on this one now, kids. Well, we start off with Lonnie. Well, what do you mean all can openers are ruled out? <laughs> I mean just what that says. All can openers are ruled out. Well, for first course, I'd have a shrimp cocktail. Well, all right. I'd buy some shrimp and some lettuce and some sauce, and I'd put the lettuce in a little cup, one for each guest that you plan to have, and... Uh, put some shrimps arranged in a ring around it, put the uh, uh, sauce on it, and put it on a little plate, uh -huh. and put some crackers there. And then for the main course, I'd have hamburgers. You buy a bun, and you'd, uh, uh, a <laughs> piece of ground meat, and you well, cook... Well, look, now, before we get to dessert, I think we'd better take this up at another time, this okay. same question, because uh, we're going to get a lot of menus, and we haven't time. I'm very sorry. That bell means it's time for the judges to get busy on the scores. And while they're figuring out the answer to the important question of who won this afternoon, here's a timely message about one-a-day brand vitamins. Have you had your vitamins today? Are you giving your family the protection of one-a-day brand multiple vitamins for the winter months ahead? You buy winter coats and warm clothing as insurance against winter weather, but by all means, remember your wintertime vitamin insurance, too. Can you be sure that your diet is not low in vitamins? Don't take chances. Be sure. Take one one-a-day brand multiple vitamin capsule every day this winter. Easy to take, low in cost. That large family-sized package of 120 capsules costs only $3 and a half. The 60-capsule package, only $2. Ask your druggist for one-a-day brand multiple vitamin capsules. 
All right, kids, here are your grades for today. Remember, whether you win or lose, you will each receive a $100 savings bond from the makers of Alka-Seltzer to help you with your future education. Also, I want to remind you that in determining your scores, your age is taken into consideration as well as the number of correct answers you gave. And now here's the judge's verdict. As a class, you missed two questions this afternoon. Melvin was first. Joel and Lonnie tied for second. So we'll see you three back at your desks next Sunday, and you'll be competing with Eden Unterman, age 11, and Patrick Conlon, age 11. Friends, I'm sorry Pat wasn't able to take his place in class today. His little two-year-old sister passed away suddenly last Wednesday. I know all you listeners join us in extending deepest sympathy to Pat, his sister Sheila, and his mother and dad. And now until next week, when we call class to order, this is Joe Kelly dismissing the quiz kids. Goodbye, kids. Bye, Kelly. Listen to the quiz kids every week and listen to Alka-Seltzer's News of the World every Monday through Friday on most of these NBC stations. This is Bob Murphy speaking. This is NBC, the national broadcasting company.